Hey everyone, welcome back to Explain Like I'm Five, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and answer them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey everyone, it's Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about gluten. Gluten? It's gluten a fun topic. That's right. Why are we even talking about gluten? Why is it a popular topic? Well, because it's 2020. <laughs> and in the past five or ten years, gluten has been named by some people as the new diet villain. You know, some people are, are actually pretty sensitive to glutens in their foods, but you probably caught the craze of uh, gluten-free foods uh, that a lot of people are adhering to, even though they don't really need to. Uh, but for the people that are sensitive, when they do eat foods that contain gluten, uh, they might experience things like stomach cramps, bloating, gas, and even diarrhea or rashes. So maybe we should cover what exactly gluten is. It's pretty simple. Just think like wheat, rye, or barley. Uh, you know, on a chemical level, this is more advanced than for five-year-olds, but gluten is a, it's a composite of proteins, uh, gliadin and glutenin. Uh, these proteins are found in the kind of endosperms, some grass-like grains, again, such as wheat, rye, and barley, uh, and they make up about 80% of that protein contained in the wheat seed. Um, they're also insoluble in water. Uh, they, can, uh, they can be got by washing away the starch in the grain. But uh, worldwide, you know, gluten is an important source of food protein, both in foods prepared directly from grains with gluten in them, also as an additive to, uh, to foods that are low in protein. Okay, so back to people being sensitive to gluten. What is gluten intolerance? So just so we're clear, allergy to gluten is a thing, but it's actually different to something else where people often put in the same category, which is celiac disease. Hmm. Yeah, both are pretty well-defined, though. Uh, in casual conversation, you might hear people say, like, they're gluten intolerant, uh, which is actually the category of non-celiac gluten sensitivity. But really, gluten intolerance is really just an umbrella category that contains diseases uh, sometimes triggered by gluten, including celiac disease, but also wheat allergies and a few other diseases too. Okay, so let's start with the non-celiac component then. How is it that after thousands of years of humanity surviving just fine you know, off of wheat and bread, do we suddenly find ourselves with lots of people <laughs> in the last decade or so who are allergic to gluten? <laughs> um, well couple of reasons, a little bit of marketing, but uh, I, yeah, seriously, some people, they start learning about the disease, ask their doctor about it, and then they find out they might be gluten intolerant. Uh, but actually, the most common one is that the bread we eat right now isn't, uh, is, isn't like any of the bread that our bodies evolved with, right? Uh, so a little background on bread. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the way we make bread has changed drastically in the last 200 years. Think like Wonder Bread and, and pure white flour and instant yeast, like all these modern miracles. Uh, and that, some people say, has caused people's gluten allergies. Uh, again, not to be confused with celiac disease, right? So it says that the original way to make bread uh, with homemade flour and long periods of fermentation is actually better for people. Uh, and that mo that's why most people aren't allergic to that version. What is it about the fermentation? Tell me more. Yeah, it used to be that bread was fermented, and that meant the dough was like a living, breathing colony. Uh, but in more recent years, uh, to speed up the bread-making process, instead of allowing the natural bacteria in the water you know, to thrive in the weed and change it and evolve it, uh, we use clean additives such as yeast. Mm -hmm. uh, and also due to this, there are various nutrients that used to be in the bread that aren't anymore. Uh, so manufacturers have also added fortifications uh, to make up for those things that are missing now. Uh, and actually have it be nutritious. So this kind of leads to the theory that you know, the germ of wheat helps us pr pr process the gluten in some way. You know, it has lots of nutrients and vitamins, and, uh, but modern wheat flour 
uh, even most whole grain stuff is made by separating the germ from the rest of the wheat first, then processing it. So this causes the flour to keep longer, but removes a lot of those nutrients. And um, uh, some all people also say that there's also just changes in the gut gut microbiome that's like a contributor too, but we don't quite understand enough of that yet. I see. So what is celiac disease then? We should cover that. Yeah, yeah. Celiac disease uh, is basically an autoimmune disorder uh, for when people, uh, they just can't digest gluten. And it actually leads to like problems in the leg. So uh, if someone with celiac disease uh, eats something with gluten, uh, the cells inside the body attack the lining of the intestine. Uh, and this means they cannot uh, properly uh, digest their food. Uh, this leads to them making them unable to have enough energy, enough vitamins, enough minerals. Uh, and children may be unable to grow taller or even gain weight properly. You know, people with celiac disease often lose weight and are also frequently tired. So before celiac was linked to gluten, doctors thought there was like a banana cure for this, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, there was a case uh, with a with a when the two-year-old girl with celiac was recommended by her doctor to uh, move to the clean mountain area in California and follow a high-calorie banana-based diet. Uh, I think it was invented by a Dr. Sidney Haas in 1924. Oh, that's right. That was an NPR article that was written about this. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it was you know, really a mystery, uh, but it started to become you know, really widely recognized. Uh, but doctors didn't quite find the cause of all this until kind of like after the 50s following World War II. Uh, and then a doctor kind of noticed uh, when bread was unavailable in the Netherlands during the war, uh, the mortality rate from celiac disease dropped to zero. <laughs> huh. So, you know, after a little investigation, uh, they found out that uh, 30% of, so, so during this time period, right, uh, 30% of kids born with celiac would die. And now we know that celiac is an autoimmune, autoimmune disorder uh, that strikes genetically predisposed people. So are there any cures? Uh, unfortunately not. Only to completely stop eating gluten. There's no real medicines or cures that can stop celiac disease. Uh, to get fully better, it usually takes about two years of not eating gluten, uh, during which time the previously damaged intestine might recover. Uh, they, may, they must remain, however, on a gluten-free diet for the rest of their life in order to treat this condition. So are there any adverse effects if normal adults with no gluten intolerance just stop eating gluten? Great question to end with. Um, gluten proteins generally have low nutritional and biological value, and replacing grains that contain gluten is easy from a nutritional point of view. Okay. Uh, but that said, an unbalanced selection of food and incorrect choice of gluten-free replacement products may lead to you know, nutritional deficiencies. But replacing flour from wheat or other gluten-containing cereals with gluten-free flours uh, may lead to a lower intake of some important nutrients such as iron and B vitamins. So no, I wouldn't recommend uh, you only stock gluten-free products from Whole Foods or something. Thanks for that. Did you learn something new today? If you did, send us a tweet or send us an email. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you have suggestions on future episodes. Thank you as always to the wonderful community at r slash explain like I'm five on Reddit. We will see you all next week.